animal migration. I don't hear much about that. Is that an issue? It's huge. Yes, it is. So it's really interesting. So you're a sophisticated enough audience, you get it right. The border is one region. It's northern Mexico and it's southern United States. It's not two separate regions, it's one region. Economically, culturally, biotically. We're part of the Sonoran Desert. Um, the fence, the sections of the fence that are down are about 14, 16 feet high. They're solid steel, mesh stuff. They're just fascinating. They should, they should get some close-ups of them and bring them in there. It's just fascinating. What a boondoggle. At least a couple million bucks a mile. But no, the animals can't migrate through there anymore. So the deer, halloweena, coyotes. Well, I'm coming back to that one. Bear, porcupines, all the normal animals that come through there, they can't come through. Now, some of them make it around the end. They go like down to, it's not fenced all the way through the river, ironically. So, although they've got this big light on a post down there. But they go around the end. Ironically, we're seeing more jaguar than they've ever seen since probably the early 1900s. They're, they don't report all of them, I'll just tell you, but there's a large project going on in Cochise County and parts of southern Arizona with the fish and wildlife folks tracking the jaguars. And they've been seeing them. A really good friend of mine, I believe them, saw one pretty much in Sierra Vista the other day. It had come up to San Pedro. I would love to see a jaguar. If I died after that, I'd be a happy man. But we're still seeing mountain lions. Um, I've seen tracks of them, not actually seen them. I've seen bobcats physically seen them. So some kinds of animals we're actually getting more of, ironically. But for the most part, no, it's had a huge ecological impact. We don't even understand what the whole impact is going to be yet. It's also a huge... Wild versus Wall, there's a good, <coughs> good film this year. It's, called, it's online, it's pretty 20 minutes short. It talks about the migration of animals and the destruction of the wall. Wild versus Wall. More questions? Let's hear a couple of upside of Glenn Warner, whose family's ranch down there, Douglas, for a long time, generations. How do you see the groups like Humane Borders and uh, No More Deaths? How, how does that impact pros, cons? So one of the things I find fascinating is immigration is a complicated issue, and it's easy to talk about as a policy issue. It's really hard when you talk about the humans. Yeah. And if you've really met border crossers and talked to them, it, the whole to me, the whole conversation changes. So like just south of our ranch, there are blue barrels on the other side with flags. Uh. Now again, the people business has changed in just the last couple of years. Now we have these cars drive up right before sunset and they let out 20, 30 people at a time. But it used to be people walked towards those flags as a beacon, if you will, to figure out where to cross. But how do you refuse a human water? You know. I've just often wondered: it, are those are those blue barrels saving lives, or are we just giving water to coyotes and narco traffickers? I mean, what what's really going on out there? I would say probably not the second, but probably the first. They really are saving lives. Probably. Or, okay. I don't want to get in too much trouble, but you know, people are on the far left and on the far right are mm -hmm. just as wacky in their own kind of ways. Should we have a complete, you know, if you talked about, and I think Colin's going to talk more about policy stuff, but you know, there's a range of policies. Should we have just a wide open border, people can come and go as they please? Should we have a completely militarized closed border where nobody can come across? 
should we shoot and mine it and shoot everybody that walks through it? <coughs> should we have somewhere in the middle where people can come and work when we need workers? Can we have people have easier paths to citizenship? Can we at least decriminalize the 10 to 20 million people that are already living here? so that they're not in fear for their, their safety and incarceration all the time. One of the things that's happening right now is we sit here, and I wasn't aware of it until last year, but Vida uh, Tusumano holds a migrant walk every mm -hmm. year. And my husband's daughter did it last year, student this year, and they go to Salsa Bay, mm -hmm. you know, people who are left on the other side of the ceremony. Mm -hmm. And as we speak, they're walking every day for the next week, mm -hmm. and they'll, uh, they'll come back to Kennedy Park, and mm -hmm. there's usually a ceremony to mm -hmm. receive them. Mm -hmm. But in honor of, of the fact that people are still crossing, mm -hmm. and, and people still die, I mean, hundreds every year. Right. I wanted to make a comment that what I noticed that I did in for about 20 years in the Midwest, um, that the people adapt to, like like animals adapt, like what works for them, so a wild animal will go, I, I shouldn't compare them, you know, oh, we get this food free now, so we don't have to conflict. So even people like, okay, well, what's going to make us earn our living? And I, when I first came here, I went to Mexico because we could buy food, so we could buy blankets, and we could get hot cheese food. And now we go to Mexico, so those people can't live like that anymore. So now we go to Mexico, so it's the desert. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so they've mm -hmm. changed totally all Catch those border shops. And so those people who mm -hmm. used to earn their living mm -hmm. actually selling their craft mm -hmm. have been pushed out by the technology. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, because I just went like a week ago. but. Mm -hmm. um, it's just that everywhere you go, you're either going to... Um, we used to go also there for cheap liquor. Mm -hmm. But now they... And we didn't have these duty-free things where you buy beer, cross, and come back. They didn't have that back mm -hmm. then. You went there, you bought it, you just brought it back. But now, okay, I think in response to us going down there and buying our liquor, it's okay, well, we'll build our own here. Mm -hmm. So people just adapt no matter what they think that they're changing or stamping out. And again, if I could reframe your comment just a little bit, I mean, you're one of those people who's like using that economic disparity on the border to your advantage, as they are selling the goods. But also, you're, as an historian, you're looking at that change over time, that things have changed. And it, it is very interesting. Can you talk a little louder? Mm -hmm. business mm -hmm. I mean, like people are driven cars, they're not driven from, they're not 
like the complexity and I didn't touch on this at all but so in the southern part of Cochise County you have people crossing and it's they're criminalized and, and it's illegal up in Wilcox which is what 30 miles north there are camps like Pedro Flaco people that live there that are undocumented crossers because they need people to pick their crops the, the fruit out of the orchards you can't pick it with a machine you have to have hand labor because we have it it's just the way business works we have a need for casual labor if I'm a farmer, I need someone to come out and pick all of my crops within a couple of days, and I need 40 or 50 people. I can't afford to keep them on the payroll year in, year out. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Well, I think that's where you find the United States that are the business. They make one of these um, overnight rule changes, kind of like a timeout. You're playing tag, and like, okay, I need a timeout. And then say, okay, well, you can have X amount of workers for X amount of days, and they just kind of look the other way until the crops are done, and then they go back to okay, you know, times out again. Now, okay, we're back to tag, and and that's how because the the, the farmers are like my blackberries are dying on the vine, my strawberries, my watermelons. What are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. And then that puts the pressure on the law to kind of look the other way, and they make like a little timeout rule the crops are fixed and then, then they're back. Okay, we got our crops fixed and now we're after anybody who's over here for any other reason. It's a complex situation. Mm -hmm. so. All right. Thank you. Thank you.